This week on the Lords of Grantham podcast, it is the Crown Season 3, Episode 1. A whole new season of the show with a whole new cast and a couple new hosts of your podcast as well. can't see it but this isn't dave and Corey. this is two new people we have been recast and the lords of grantham are back in season three of the crown yeah they got uh they found two older people to replace uh dave and Corey. um <laughs> it's actually their brothers it's uh, steve and kevin who are who are doing this right now that's who you're that's, listening it to it could be it could be uh even though it's only four years later they look 20 years older who knew who knew uh so yes we are back to the crown i know we didn't really tease it out but we're back here already. I uh, think w- there's no need to tease it out. No. It's just the fact that the cast changes makes it feel like some grand event. Well, well, that too. But I mean, I was speaking more for our listeners. I don't think we really gave them a heads up that we would be back here. But here we are again already. Yeah, our our listeners who are fans of The Crown are probably like, come on, he didn't, they didn't tell us they were coming back to The Crown. Not ready. I haven't watched season three yet. Uh, yes, Dave and Corey are here, and we're back to do uh, <laughs> season three of The Crown. Um and we'll get to that shortly, but Dave, is there any news out there uh, on Downton or anything? Yeah. In the uh, past two weeks? There is, and it, as uh, fate would have it, mm-hmm. like the morning after we recorded yep. our 10-year anniversary episode on Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. Jim Carter does an interview where he says, number two is in the works, the film. Yeah, and, and social media went wild uh, about this news. There hasn't been a single shred of evidence to reconfirm what he said <laughs> two weeks ago in that Didn't interview he say time. next year it's going to come out? Like it's going to shoot next spring and, and be released <laughs> next fall or something like that? Maybe Jim Carter's just writing a script and just hoping it'll happen. Um, I mean, there has been a sequel that's been confirmed, but there isn't, as far as we know, there isn't any movement that we're, we're aware of aside from this uh, wild confirmation from Jim Carter. So, yeah. I was thinking, what could this movie be about? I mean, World War II is coming around the pike, right? <laughs> is it? I mean, how far th- after 30s. the... Because this... Yeah, uh, it is, but it's far away. I think the... We'd have the, to fast forward years. The ending of the series altogether... I don't know if this will be in the second movie, but I feel like the last movie has to really just deal with, like, down just not being down as what it was. And I don't know. <laughs> it, it, there's got to be something where it just kind of wraps up where it becomes what it is today, which is really kind of... a a tourist attraction in some way or, or something for the public to just yeah, watch it needs, all the time. It needs to do like a fast forward to them as old, old, old people. And yeah. like they're all in wigs and, and makeup and stuff. And they're like, we'll license our family name for a television series. <laughs> That's a great idea. So yeah, we'll see it when it gets there. Um, but big news. Unconfirmed. Yeah, big I mean, unconfirmed good, news. Great. That might, might get some more attention on the pod and, uh, couple months as, as things roll towards movie two mm-hmm. and until then though if you want your fill of Hugh Bonneville he posted a trailer on his Instagram feed today of October 7th and Dave I don't know if you saw this but have you seen what Hugh Bonneville is going to be in no what's he going to be in Jingle Jangle A Christmas Journey coming to Netflix <laughs> in November oh goodness starring on, Forrest Hugh. Whitaker and Hugh Bonneville as the top two <laughs> It's a it's a it's a movie musical for Christmas with uh, Keegan Michael Key, uh, Ricky Martin. Uh, Ricky Martin <laughs> is it I, animated? No, it's live action. I mean, you probably even tags Ricky Martin in his post, <laughs> which I would love to see that conversation. Of what's going on there? I would love to hear them talking about I don't know, shake your bonbon or something. Oh my God, Hugh Bonneville, she bangs, shake your she bangs. No, shake your bonbon, Hugh Bonneville. Oh yeah, <laughs> shake your bonneville. Oh man. That's a conversation I would like to be a part of. So, anyways, there, there's and it's also a movie about a robot too. Wait, <laughs> yeah, I, I buried the lead there. It's it's Hugh Bonneville, it's Forrest Whitaker, and there's a child in a robot that's spreading the cheer of Christmas. I swear to God, and it's a musical. <laughs> it's oh looks goodness, we I guess insane. we're we're gonna have to do an episode about this movie. <laughs> jingle, it's a Christmas journey. <laughs> just really what it's called, Jingle Jangle, a Christmas journey. <laughs> 
There's uh, got to be another Christmas movie with Downton actors in it that we could do a double feature. I mean, there's enough Christmas Downton episodes that I think we're set. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're doing Jingle Jangle. <laughs> I mean, yes, for sure. Um, yeah, we, we can look into it. Uh, so anyways, though, that, that's what's going on in the world of Downton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you want to get to the crown, Dave? I do. Sure. Okay. Well, well season let's... three, episode one. Olding, as it's Olding. called. <laughs> Very on the nose. Uh, you don't say. Yeah. What 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 do you think about this, Dave? What do you think about this whole jump forward in time? <laughs> it's not enough to justify the changes. Okay. It's kind of like, like they. Yeah. They, they put too much emphasis on the fact that everyone looks older in kayfabe in the story mm-hmm. yeah but it's like four years not even it's like less than a year it's two years if that like um even then it, it, it just take place in 1964 uh queen elizabeth is very much in her 30s at that point <laughs> she's still in and all in, all these actor actresses and actors or all these actors mid 40s are in their like 50s not mid 40s put Pushing up, well, no, actually, Helen Bonham. So, so whereas Princess Margaret is much younger than uh, Queen Elizabeth in life and kayfabe and the show and stuff, but now they have Helen Bonham Carter, who's I think eight years senior of uh, what's her name, Olivia uh, Coleman. Olivia Coleman, yeah. I mean, it doesn't look it, but in your head, just knowing how long Olivia or um, Helen Bonham, Helen Bonham Carter has been in pop culture, it's like. Isn't she older than Olivia Coleman? It's like hard to not see her as being the older sister all of a sudden, even though she's the younger sister. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they play. I think she's and great. We'll though. get into it. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into as it as we go. It's just she's good. Yeah, she, it, it doesn't matter what the age is. She's perfect for the role. Um, but again, it's weird that they're making them seem so old when really they're not that old yet. No, and they're emphatically saying that the queen looks older and. In this in, in this early scene with the stamp, mm-hmm. they have like a picture of Claire Foy next to a picture of Olivia Coleman. Like you can't do that to us. Yeah, <laughs> well, you know, just in you're between playing s- with our emotions. Uh, yeah, um, it's kind of like you know those like old sitcoms we watched uh, when we watched as kids, where like one of the kids would either grow up or, or go back to school and leave the cast, so they just bring in insert another kid <laughs> to play the same mm-hmm. role. Uh, that's what it feels like in some ways. It, it just it doesn't feel entirely necessary at least not yet yeah i know Mad Men did that with the with with bob i think bobby draper mm-hmm. and he goes from like a little thing to this really awkward kid actor who's also in sons of anarchy and it's like <laughs> it feels like that i feel like i'm being betrayed i i wish they handle it more like um they do soap operas which i don't know if you pay close attention to that but oh yeah the role of uh, is yeah is now played by, by. <laughs> i wish they would just have that at the top of that, the episode <laughs> and then just don't skip a beat uh, but like, I understand they want to call attention to it because I'm sure it's weird. But at the same time, calling attention to it isn't really doing themselves any no, favors. No, it didn't do it. Yeah, absolutely and not. And if you look up photos of Queen Elizabeth in 1964, she looks great. She, she doesn't look like she's pushing 50 or anything like that. <laughs> and the thing is, I, I don't think Olivia Coleman, it looks particularly like dreary for a, a huh. woman her age. No, she looks great. But for a... It's a noticeable jump, though, from, from Claire Foy. Yeah, like, and I understand that there are stories to tell in Queen Elizabeth's life at mm-hmm. that time yeah but why not keep the, the the gang on why are you putting them out of a job I mean they're busy actors they'll, they'll be fine um, and really what's, I mean, is Claire Foy fine I think she needs she, she's she been in things I, I, the secret to these shows that are popular is to get out early because I mean Matt Smith has done a lot of like TV work and other things and then so is Claire Wait, Foy to these shows you say what's that you say the secret to the to success is to get out early yeah I mean you so just like look, Dan Stevens Exactly, Dan Stevens. He's gone on to do a lot of work. Think of uh, Shane, Shane from Walking Dead. I mean, he's appeared in a lot more things than the people who have stayed on those shows. You know. But where's well, the then star? again, we got Jingle Jangle coming. So what do I know? I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I, just, I think of the Walking Dead. I think of uh, Shane. Uh, what's his name? Uh, the actor who plays that. Bernthal. John. Bernthal. John Bernthal. How many things has he been in? A million things since then. While people just stay on the Walking Dead and they're still on the Walking Dead. And we think of Lady Sybil and uh, all the great. I mean, she struck out. She tried to make some movies, and you know, didn't didn't land for her. But nope. Sometimes you just you got to know when the time is right to jump out, and I think it's I think it's fine for Matt Smith and Claire Foy. They're doing okay. Well, I mean, they also didn't have a choice. That 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 either no, Um, and 
in their place they got no one actors um it's it's interesting to think though that you know we're watching this pretty quickly after season two but there was that year-long gap or two year long mm-hmm. gap between the two seasons so people had a moment to breathe and then come back to it um and so maybe it is a little bit smoother for those people but for us it's a bit of whiplash yeah definitely whiplash there's a the character they, they feel different yeah i mean honestly when you when i first started hearing olivia coleman as uh queen elizabeth i thought she was doing like a missed outfire impression because it, it, she just sounds like hello <laughs> i am queen elizabeth i don't know i just got doubtfire vibes from it <laughs> you know the, all right doubtfire vibes the, the character as popularized in the robin williams film uh as opposed to all the other doubt fires in in pop culture, exactly. There's only there's only one. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Um, we got Michael O'Dean with a mustache again. In case you didn't know, uh, <laughs> in case you second thought that it was Michael O'Dean or not, I kind of I was like I don't I'm not gonna know who any of these side people are until they make it abundantly clear in like two or three episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm giving up on trying to pretend like I know. I'm ke- keeping track of who's who. Well, I, I, I'll you know, get used to it. I wonder if the Dean in real life grew back his mustache or they just did that for the show to be like, no, 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 this is that guy you remember who had a mustache at one point and shaved it off. He's got it back. Yeah, I, I wasn't sure if that was supposed to be like Martin and that a Dean like died. Oh, no, you'll recognize Martin when we when we see him. He's a, he's. I've, we've talked about this earlier in the show, but you'll know him when you see him. All right, I look forward to it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we got... Olivia Coleman for Phil I don't I'm not familiar with this actor um, I feel like I've seen him in things I have not seen this guy in things. <laughs> that was my exactly I was alienated when I saw this guy like whereas Matt Smith I'm very familiar with Tobias Menzies seems, I have no familiarity with he seems to have lost a couple inches too <laughs> yeah he, he can you know with age he's contracted in height uh, he's known he's I guess he was on the show Outlander and uh, he was on Game of the Thrones as uh, Edmure Tolley but I can't remember that um he just seems like a that guy. He seems like he it's Phil, but with an evil flavor. Like, he reminded me of Carlisle a bit, where he's like, "Yes, that's he definitely has he's Carlisle adjacent for sure." Yeah, he's talking like he's always up to something. <laughs> oh, and we find out in this episode he's he's trying to be up to something. Yeah, yeah. Like like uh, to me, it's, it's with Matt Smith. It seemed like when he says something. I mean, I guess he was still coming into this role, but there's a certain uncertainty with the way he'd say things, or he was feeling things out as he spoke, whereas. Mm-hmm. Menzies just sounds like there is something behind the words he's saying, but it seems like he's up to something, you know? And it's evil. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, just our general first impressions of it. Let's go just keep going. Helen Baum Carter, Dave, what do, you, what do you think? Perfect. Great. Yeah, she very much keeps embodying the Margaret that we know, I think. She gets the voice down. She gets the mannerisms down. Mm-hmm. She feels like a grizzled version. She feels like... Um, What's her name? Uh, the actress from the... Why is it slipping my mind? From what? I, I don't know. <laughs> Who played Princess Margaret in the past two seasons. Oh, uh, um, uh, Vanessa Kirby. Yeah, Vanessa Kirby. She just seems like if Vanessa Kirby was on a bender for three years in a loveless marriage. <laughs> that's that's a that's a kind way of putting it, yeah. Um, well, in fairness, she's also like 20 years older than Vanessa Kirby, so three years 30 is a years, kind think, way of putting uh, it. Yeah. pushing 30 years older. Um and we also get Tony Armstrong. Uh, he is also very good, in my opinion. I think he really? captures the essence of Tony Armstrong Jones well. <laughs> I, he's no, he's no, he's not good. I don't know. I, my first impression of him was he's Tony Armstrong with like jazz hands. Hello, well, <laughs> Princess Margaret. T- I'm your husband. That's the vibe I was getting from him. <laughs> well, I mean, in fairness. He is a maybe as he got older, he got more flamboyant and, and settled into his lifestyle. <laughs> Within a year or two, he just he, he just started feeling himself a lot. I guess. Well, his wife aged thirty years. Okay. So, and, and him becoming a little bit more flamboyant aged her. What are we gonna yep, do that's, for dinner? Do. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit next to my wife. <laughs> Come on, Tony uh, Armstrong here. <laughs> I thought I thought he got it. I thought he got it. Hit the nail on the head, in my opinion. I, I, I don't see it. And he's another actor who's like, I do not know you from here or anywhere, dude. Uh, whereas I know exactly who um, Matthew, uh, Matthew Good. Good is. I do not know who you are. Who who, who the hell are you? I felt like Psycho Sid when uh, 
what's his name fall through the wall? The sh- oh, yeah, the shock, <laughs> the shock master. master who are you? Who are you? <laughs> Scratch my forehead like who? Who are you? Tony are Armstrong to- Jones is like I'm here for you. Yeah, yeah, because they also tee it up too. We're like we see the back of him, you know, walking in, and we're supposed to, you know, we, we have an idea that's Tony Armstrong, and they're teeing it up as like big reveal a little bit. But then when we see who he is, it's just like, wait, who, who the hell are you? <laughs> Remind me. He's a, I'm Tony Armstrong Jones, baby, and I'm here to avoid my responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> As a husband. Um, all right, enough of all that, though. <laughs> uh, let, let's get there's to the two, episode. There's two plots to this episode that we need to discuss. Well, three, I guess. Yeah. Do you want to start with the low-hanging fruit? The lowest hanging fruit, because I yeah. think the I think the low hanging fruit is the one the one scene, right? Whereas everyone has aged and been replaced by another actor, there's one holdout <laughs> who demanded to come back. Who was that old, man? Old Winston, <laughs> Jonathan Lithgow, uh, would not give up on the reins of Winston Churchill until the producers and showrunners killed him. <laughs> but I think this was their attempt at at sort of really sewing this world together from seasons one and two to now yeah so, so kind of like uh where star wars where everyone was replaced by different actors you bring back uh the guy who played emperor palpatine to, to keep the role Ian going McDermott, yeah 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 uh so lithgow is still here <laughs> uh well it's like everyone who got fired up for michael keaton showing up in the morbius trailer it's like these are shared universes Oh, the Spider-Man thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Samuel Jackson showing up in the end of uh, Iron Man. Like, oh, you think there's more? You know, I don't know. But yeah, yeah. So maybe we'll get all these other people. We can get uh, all of them back. Yeah, time travel's a thing. Um, but Lithgow is here. And he's not doing well. No, he, he's huffing and puffing, and he's not too interested in this new fangled uh, prime minister that's coming into to power, potentially. Yeah, they think he's a, a spy. Well, th- that's another subplot, but... Uh... He's also clearly has dementia. He's not doing so hot. He falls asleep on the queen. He's not so sharp. He's screwing things up. And, you know, it, it seems like sh- this has been a thing that the queen has been doing for a while, like visiting Churchill to check in on him. I, I wish we got more of these scenes. It, it was nice to see, you know, just lose these characters together, you know? Mm-hmm. And you see the importance that the, the as as the... As the Queen says, where would Great Britain be without its greatest Britain? Uh, I groaned. I groaned during that. Like that. Do you think she honestly in real life would ever say something like that? Yeah, I do. Really? <laughs> I, I just, it was. It's so corny that that line. Um, even if it is sen- said with sincerity, it, I mean, it is a sweet notion. Uh, um, but it's corny, according yeah, to you. According to me, yeah. Um, how how much do you think they paid Lithgow to come back for this? Hundred thou. I was debating that. I was like a hundred thousand, but he says like four or five lines tops. No, so maybe what thirty grand, forty grand? Yeah, fifty tops. He 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 takes a nap, and and like I'm not convinced that he's acting. I really think he fell asleep on stage there, and they just sure. let him be. Because he he, yeah, he walked on. He's like, I don't know you, Miss Coleman. I don't know who you are. With all due respect, I got to make Daddy's home three. Yeah, wh- wh- where's the check? <laughs> Um, Do you think he's all business, or you think he's like fun to be around on set? Lithgow? Yeah, wouldn't it be funny if he was all business? <laughs> yeah, he's that, like, that, get to the scene. He seems, Harry. He seems like a good guy. Um, it's just so weird, even now, just to think that Lithgow of all actors got this role. Uh, because I, unrelated to everything, but I watched um, oh, what's that movie? Uh, recently, Terms of Endearment. And young John Lithgow is in that. That movie could not be more American. <laughs> and it's one of his earlier roles. And to think he's playing the Prime Minister Winston Churchill. I know we've talked about it many times. It's just weird. <laughs> hey, we love Lithgow, I guess. I'm glad he got his payment. I'm glad he got his due. Yeah. And I hope they true. paid I hope they paid Claire Foy for the use of her image on the dollar bill in their beginning of the episode. The stamp, you mean? Yeah, for for the stamp. Yeah. Well me too. Yeah. So that's that plot line. Uh, Winston Churchill, uh, rest in power, I guess. As we didn't saying. even say that it follows up with him dying. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, during Henry's spo- birthday party. Who is, I forget who is Henry. I well, forget. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, one of Margaret's childrens. Um, I and thought it was I thought it was a grown man. Wait, is it? I, I, no, I, because aren't they celebrating at Margaret's, and then that's when Tony shows up late, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm late." 
I did. I thought I was under the impression that it was a a, a an adult that guy that was hold blew out the candles. Maybe I I did not catch whose birthday it was. I don't I don't know if it's relevant. <laughs> oh, okay. It's um, hold. It's Hen. It is Henry. Henry. It's the Duke of Gloucester. Gloucester. Yeah, Gloucester or. or He's, yeah, he's um yeah, it's not it's it's an it's old a grown man. adult. It's, yes. Okay, so a man a man a manly man's birthday party they get the news <laughs> that he's passed. Oh, is he um Oh, his sibling is Prince George. Dave, you're going to keep the listeners here all day, man. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm just trying to look this up real quick. Uh-huh. And it clearly not real quick. He's just a a, a, a member of the royal family yeah. that uh, we don't know that well on screen. There you have it. We got to the bottom. But of regardless, it. I just found out that his birthday was not the same day as Churchill's day of passing. So inconsistency. Well, I mean, go figure. ring the bell, ding. Go, yeah, go figure. Um, <laughs> so Lithgow's gone. He go, he goes off with his check, uh, and that's pretty much that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so on, the, on to the next prime minister. Uh, Mr. Wilson, do we want to get into this right now? Or do we want to get to this? I think Tony and, uh, yeah, and well, Margaret's a pretty simple subplot. Yeah, let's get the broom and, and then brush this one under the bed. Uh, yeah, Tony is uh, not a good husband. And now let's move on to the next subplot. Yeah. I mean, we, we saw hints of this uh, in the season finale of, of season two where he said the key to you know successful marriage is just you know distance and stuff. Uh and yeah, he's keeping his distance now. He has doubled down on that. And uh, you see that now where there's that birthday, and he just rolls up late on his bike, you know? He's, yeah, and we see Margaret goes to, like, scold him for, for trying to avoid this, and he's already gone. Yeah. He's even got he's cruising on his to, hog. Uh, for when there's a party going on to see, like, oh, per- Margaret's singing? I don't need to be a part of that. Bye-bye. Oh, I, I thought that was a really good moment where he was just like, I hate this so much. <laughs> yeah. I mean... It, is it that surprising that he's like this, considering how they painted him as a person who resents what, everything she comes from? Like, yeah. Oh no, it's not surprising. You yeah. are a thousand percent correct about that. It isn't, but it is fun. Yeah. To see, and him. I do kind, of, you do kind of feel for him, and in, in this instance, because it's like Prince Philip, even uh, not quite so much here, but with the Matt Smith, we see a lot of times he he has to give up so much of his independence, whereas Tony's like. Nope, she's drunk, singing to some piano player. She probably paid to show up to this party. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go in my uh, dark room and develop photos. Yeah. And, and, you know, in this episode, Margaret says she feels like he, he changes his moods all the time. Uh, and it's one of those things where you can understand why Tony fell for her in the first place because, you know, she's a bit more rambunctious and everything. But the thing is, mm-hmm. she's still cut from the same cloth. And you can't just completely uproot someone from that culture. So. Yeah, a little bit of like Lady Mary and Matthew Good. A little bit, yeah, just a little. You can bit. try mm-hmm. Henry Talbot in that case. Yeah, you can try to uh, take the the royalty out of the person and make them more normalized, but you just can't do it all the way. So, yeah, and they're going on a trip to America, and hopefully they'll bond during that time. I hope we see it. Hope it's an episode. I'm sure Tony is going to have. A fantastic time going to Broadway. <laughs> I mean, he literally like flips the keys to his chauffeur and then sucks the helium oh, yeah. out of a balloon. Like, hello, <laughs> like, who the hell are you? Takes a drag of a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be great if he just like took the helium and smoked the cigarette and just exploded. <laughs> just somehow the, the it, it, they just methane. totally rewrite history. He just dies in some <laughs> carnival accident. Yeah. The methane in the cigarettes was just too much for Tony Armstrong to take. Kaboom! <laughs> that was that. Just nothing but shoes left on the ground. Um, so shoes and a camera. The camera is perfectly intact in front of the shoes. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we'll see that play out. I guess over this uh, this next season. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's only really one big a plot line for this episode. Yeah. Wilson. <laughs> Wait, is that a reference to something? Castaway. Oh, I was starting to laugh, and I didn't even know the reference. And no, I have never seen Castaway. Well, Wilson's the the volleyball. I think I know that from 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 
from the world from pop culture yeah. yeah but i don't know that he shouts at the ball at one point the yeah the ball like drifts away in the water at the well, end of the spoiler movie spoiler alert man for castaway <laughs> I, I told you i hadn't seen it well the ball f- floats away <laughs> you're not gonna watch castaway at this point i mean and if you are that's on you yeah that, that's true it is on the me. window is closed on spoiler free for castaway so uh uh a soccer or football is is running for a prime minister with a it's face a volleyball. On it. <laughs> yeah, volleyball is running for prime minister. <laughs> People are just all about it. They're, they're just, they want to give it votes. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. <laughs> so what's what's the he's a uh, what's the story with this Wilson guy? Phil Phil doesn't seem to like him. Very he much. he rides he rides with uh, with uh, KGB friends. He, yeah, he like went behind the iron curtain to make some deals. Yep. Uh. There, there's just uh, it's just a thing I guess in his past and, he, and this is something that uh, Churchill alludes to that when he was coming up you know he had some socialist friends and stuff uh, and they may have been influences on him and, and so there's just a, a rumor mill that he may have some socialist uh, ideas yeah and uh, and you know especially as Churchill infers you know when you're young and impressionable you know that's the most vulnerable time for your mind, so there's a good chance, you know, that's when they really got to him. Um, at the same time, preparations are being made for paintings to be hung. Uh, yeah, from and, modern and the Europe. Queen is going to speech at this, make a speech at this opening of this exhibit mm-hmm. because a lot of the paintings are hers. Yep. So we meet her friend, Anthony Blunt, who is the sort of art connoisseur of the the royals. Mm-hmm. And uh, he tells her he's go- he's voting uh, conservative. Yeah, because they're just talking about who you voting for. Or she asks him really because she she's a little she bit concerned Britain about this again. Wilson guy. She, she's she's got the the ears are perked up for him. Yeah, and it's funny when we meet this Wilson guy when he wins the Labor Party wins. Mm-hmm. He's just kind of boring. I'm I, I'm totally un, unmoved like by this. He does. He's a small man with beady eyes. And yeah. He seems like a muggle in Harry Potter, like a, per, a weirdly cast, like goofy-looking man that's supposed to make the wizards look cooler. Who's imminently forgettable. <laughs> yeah, which is why he might be a spy. Yeah, as they say, uh, I mean, the queen kind of calls this out, you know, saying like... You know, we've had young, we've had old, we have, you know, drug addicted, uh, we've had <laughs> people afraid of being caught pantsless, and this guy, there's just nothing nothing going on with him. Just sort of blah, here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we see their first interaction, and, you know, he's he's not the best at kicking things off, because he, he just makes some assumptions that she has assumptions on what he'd be like. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I, I'm just a numbers guy, you know? Yeah. We have it. A, yeah. He came to play, but he doesn't really, you know, he's it, he's been dreaming about it since he was a kid. And I guess really, you know, in this time jump, we really just skipped over seeing one of the prime ministers since McMillan, right? Because we haven't seen this pot, this Alec guy that they refer to, I think. Yeah, that we have not seen Alec. No. Uh, so he skipped over that brief era, I guess. And uh, listeners, I'm sure you're enraged if we're wrong on that so correct us if we're wrong on that but it seems like we clicked, uh, skipped over that we've already stumbled around who Henry was for yeah, a while yeah exactly so. but there's an annual trade deficit of 800 million uh, pounds and he is adamantly against devaluing the pound because that will reflect poorly on his party uh, so he, you know he's unremarkable and he just wants to he wants to do the job yeah and that's the perfect uh, thing you know perfect avenue for a spy is to be unremarkable to fly under the radar mm-hmm. as we find out by the queen mother at this dinner party right who is that the mother the one who's talking to princess margaret yeah that's queen mother baby are you serious that's the queen mother so they age her up like 30 years all of a sudden <laughs> yeah well, we were saying last episode that she actually is 20 years older than olivia coleman how are you supposed to know that's the mother? Did you know that from IMDb, or did they say it? I got the reference from the fact that the way she was talking to the princess about her marriage, that nobody else would be doing that but a mother, and then I think I might have looked it up to confirm. 
This is so confusing. I, <laughs> what are we doing here? Um, hey, season four is not out yet. We could jump ship. <laughs> no, no, no. We're we're going. This is good. Um, yeah. So yeah, the mother is saying that you know he could, could be. be a spy. That's what spies do. They they're just not supposed to be you know standing out from the crowd. Yeah, but then we get a the MI five dude that just shows up in a couple scenes comes mm-hmm. to talk to the queen. He lets her know we got we got a Russian spy. He says there's a rat because uh, there's a guy who turned in himself house. in. There's a guy who turned himself in in America, uh, and he's going to name name names. Mm-hmm. And they say, uh, you know, there's we got a there's a rat problem in in Buckingham Palace. And the Queen, she's just automatically jumps to assuming it's Wilson. You know that it's someone on Furnival Street, Furnival Jones, or no, that's the name of the the MI five. They kept saying it's on whatever street, it's on X Street, wherever the Parliament meets. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not helped by the fact, and this is probably made up for the show, but at the funeral for Churchill, Wilson has a Russian sitting behind him, <laughs> it's yeah, making the Queen feel uncomfortable. But she is all in, just like saying, like, "Oh man, I'm this is." This is terrible. We gotta do something about this. We gotta get rid of this, you know, high up official on the street. And she, he tells him, "No, they're they're in Buckingham Palace." Yeah, and she says, "Who is it? Is it me? Am I the spy?" Dave, where, where did your mind go to first? It went to what the final answer was. Really? <laughs> I said this. This episode has introduced two new characters. Mm-hmm. And one of them has just been proven to not be. And I said, okay, so it's this other guy. See, my mind went to, like, the way they were teasing, I was like, it's, it could be someone bigger. I mean, we've already knocked... Like a dean? Yeah, or or, or, or terrorists or, or someone like that. I mean, we've already knocked out one of their family members as being a Nazi, so why not one of those people? Um, yeah. But no, it's, it's the curator of art <laughs> in Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and the queen is not thrilled, but... I mean, why would she be? According to MI5, they, they can't do anything... Because uh, if they were to reveal that uh, there had been a KGB spy in the ranks for 15 years, mm-hmm. that would make them look pathetic. So basically, they're just like, we just got to ride it out with this guy and keep him, keep him under our thumb. But that's about all we can do. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they have this great grand art show that, you know, he put together. And they have some pointed uh conversations uh or you know speeches made about things you know like how oh the art has there's two faces on the same image yeah how deceit is trampled and be patient and the truth will come out (laughs) oh okay yeah (laughs) i wonder what they could be talking about yeah not so subtle but then we get a really fun scene with uh prince philip going to talk to anthony blunt Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Man, if I were you, I'd throw you over this ledge." And I mean, he's already told the, the Elizabeth that he he should be shot. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, Anthony Blunt cuts a promo. <laughs> mm-hmm. He says, "You know, remember, remember that uh, osteo, whatever he was, osteopath." He's, yeah, he says, "You know, that dude, Stephen Ward. Mm-hmm. Remember those portraits they found in that mystery man." I know who it was, and I didn't say anything. So you make a fool of me, I might just make a fool of you. And then we see Philip go. I thought it was an interesting moment where, um, yeah, you know, Phil's telling him to crawl away, and then he comes out with this. I felt like the show is kind of having a a bit of a conversation with itself in some ways. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's pretty specific with what um, uh, Blunt says. You know, we tell ourselves sometimes. You know these these lies or these fabrications enough times it starts to become the truth, and that's kind of what the, sh- the sh- hypothesis of the show is in some regard. Where you know there's all these rumors and stuff like out there, but what if that was part of the drama uh, of, of mm-hmm. these real life people? And you know if we really sell it as fact, you know what 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 does that tell us about them and and what makes them up and stuff? And that's kind of what he's saying there is you know I've heard all these rumors and stuff like that, and you know I, I had these portraits and. You know, it may all be rumors, but I got him. 
yeah, I, I, there, there's there's some truth in here. There is a little bit of truth in here, okay? <laughs> and you don't want that getting out there. No, 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 no. No, we're peeling back the curtain here. That, that all iron curtain. Um, so the guy got to keep his job. <laughs> but we get a postscript that he just kind of doesn't work with the royals directly anymore. Well, right? they kind of word it funny. They say that the queen never spoke of him publicly again. That doesn't mean oh. that they didn't work together. <laughs> um, and it kind of almost seems like this is like a secret that got revealed, but uh, was it when Margaret Thatcher became prime minister in 1979, she revealed this information. So it did come out. So you almost wonder too, if they were saying in the show, like we have to wait 15 years before we say this so much as no, 15 years later, that information actually came out. <laughs> I mean, we might find out. We might find out. I mean, we, we did find out. No, but I mean, in, in, this, in the kayfabe of the crown, we might find out. We might find out, yeah, at one day, when, whenever Thatcher appears. Yeah. Um, but I think that is pretty much the episode, right? I mean, it's pretty yeah. straightforward. I mean, th- there was one moment that we didn't touch base on that is a... Uh, like Philip and, and Elizabeth are talking in the hallway and they're like, turn away. Mm-hmm. And they have like a little like smooch. So I feel like we're oh, sort yeah. of to believe that they're <clears throat> kind of tamed. Philip anyway is kind of tamed down and they're a little more uh, couple and older couple yeah. rather than a, as you know. Long, as long as he gets to be just a, an evil man in some ways now, I guess. I don't know. if he, As long as he gets just to be Phil, he's a happy man. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if he continues to appear more Carlisle-esque as the episodes go. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And one thing we haven't touched on, which is probably why this episode is actually running short, is this episode was 48 minutes, Dave. It was good. It was. It flew. How much of Absolutely a blessing did flew. that feel like? <laughs> it was good. I had to go to the bathroom halfway through, so I like put it on pause, and I was like more than halfway through. And it's slow. Mm-hmm. It feels slow, but it also moves. And I th- yeah, I, we've talked about this before. This has to be Netflix reacting somewhat to like, look, viewers struggle with full hours. Just give them the forty-eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, do it up. And also less, it, it, less nonsense. Yeah, and it makes it easier whenever they have to maybe sell this to a TV network to air on TV. You can fill in ad blocks for those twelve minutes. There you go. Congrats. Boom. And Done. there are longer episodes later in the season, but what but they're not a relief. We don't have. Do we hit a full? Yeah, hour this season? We will. Aren't most of them? We will. Okay. Brace for well, it. either way, Netflix, if you're listening, thank you. This was a nice <laughs> nice treat. Or Peter Morgan or whoever was the, the cause for this. I mean, I, I enjoyed this episode. It, it was it was very much the crown keeping pace. Yeah, it was... Uh, you kind of want a little more sizzle with a new cast, mm-hmm. but it is um, a lot of just, uh, they're back, here's the same people. Maybe they don't look the same or sound the same. But they're there. Yeah, I almost wish like their throat clearing was less so much focused on pointing the the camera, you know, or intensifying it on the difference in actors, or so much as just give us a little more bit more breathing room to see maybe Phil and Elizabeth interact and just settle in with them as these characters, you know? Yeah, like you use uh, you use Winston Churchill as a method to connect us to the old things mm-hmm. and then you also use the scene with the with Anthony Blunt cutting a promo on Phil about the about Stephen Ward mm-hmm. you could just have a few more chit chat moments about the past that would make us jump into these people as who they were I think yeah no that's fair and, and were you also confused when Blunt and Phil were talking as to who was who because they looked so similar I thought they, they looked, do look very similar. Looked a lot alike. And I was like, "Wait, who? Who the hell's talking? I don't know who any of you are." It's this uh, middle-aged British dude talking with yeah. a gravelly, raspy voice. Apologies to everyone who knows him from Outlander and uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, and Rome, I guess, and stuff. <laughs> we'll get to know him. Okay, we're working on it. Yeah, we will. So, good episode. Yeah. Let's get to the power rankings. Sure. Who do you got going down? Well, uh, number three, I got Princess Margaret. Me too. It's uh, pretty easy to understand why. Marriage ain't going too hot. Yeah, and she just wants attention. Yeah. So uh, there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, I got Queen Elizabeth. 
Okay. She uh, she didn't know there was a, a spy in her midst at all. And uh, she's reckoning with uh, getting older, and she lost a friend in in, uh, in in you know Churchill. So, what wasn't the best week for Queen Elizabeth? She she wasn't on the up and up this week. Okay. Well, I got I got a Churchill at number two. He he's dead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He, it seemed like it was a good send off though. It didn't seem like one that was worth criticizing or being down on. Well, I mean, just in the game of life, you die. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's fair. negative that's points. True. Yeah. Well, number one going down, I got the MI5. Me um, too. <laughs> they just, they even say it too. Like, I don't know how he's, we missed this. He's been in here for years. <laughs> and he's been a spy for a long time. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, we are terrible at our jobs. Um so yeah, there you have it. That my the whole organization you, you they messed up. played themselves, and it wasn't until American uh, spy came or American uh, KGB person came forward that they even figured this out. So terrible, terrible. Job. Had to be had to be Ethan Hunt before James Bond who came forward with this information. Had to be, had to be. Well, James Bond definitely at the time. Um, well, who's going up for you, Dave? Number three. He says, "I don't want to deal with this. I want to get on my hog and I want to go take pictures." It's it's Jazz Hands Tony. Okay. All right. He says he he looks through the peephole, sees his wife just doing what she thinks is cool, and he's no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Bye. No, that's that's a good one. Good for him. Who do you got? I got John Lithgow. He collected a check, man, for a few <laughs> lines and took a nice little nap. Good for him. Great. Sure. He, he didn't need to show up. He didn't need to be here. They could have just said off screen he died. But John I like Lithgow. that we got a, a, a comment on our um. We got the comment about our Downton Power rankings or our ranking top five and top ten list for our ten year thing where it's like all these hot all these takes that you have are, are like they, they came after my takes a lot. Mm. But then you come into the crown and give a, an actor who's outside of the K you you're throwing him points. It's it's all K man. <laughs> I, I don't know who these actors are this season, so it could have been John Lithgow who passed away, not Churchill. I don't know. All right. <laughs> yeah. Well number two I, well, I got for all I, I know got, for all I know. Queen Elizabeth is being played by Miss Doubtfire. That's I don't know. Sure, sure. It could be. Well, let's just say Tony, Tony for three and what? two. Anthony Blunt gets number two, going up. Oh, another Tony. Okay, yeah, good for him. He's he, a KGB he, spy who gets exposed and then keeps his job for the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah, he ends up doing just fine. <laughs> Everything works out just and fine. he cuts that promo on Philip. Yeah. He lays down the he's layest the smack down on Philip. Yeah, and, and you know the truth of it is you know that news came out in 1979. He got stripped of his knighthood immediately after, but he only died four years later. So what? You know, of his 75 years, this guy was alive. He only had four years that were pretty rough, and it was at the end. And also, he was yeah. part of joint. He was part of the MI5 at one point. Jesus. Uh, well, anyways. But number two, I got uh, Wilson. He won the prime minister election. Conservative Party, they're in power. Good for him. And we forgot to talk about the moment where the queen apologizes to him. And he's like, why? Oh, yeah. yeah. And she's like, yeah, you don't know. You don't need to know why. Yeah. I just misjudge you. Just just leave it at that. <laughs> don't assume anything else or know anything else. Yeah. She says, don't make an ass out of you and me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, and, well, yeah. He's my number one. Well, who's not? Guess who's my number one? Anthony Blunt. <laughs> if if imagine if Wilson's name was Tony, it'd be Tony 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 for. for oh my me. god, that'd be incredible! <laughs> uh, great, great band. Um, well, same reasons pretty much for for, for for you as for Blunt. You know, it's like great week for this guy. <laughs> he got away with it. Barely I mean, and what does he really lose by not being able to spy? Less job responsibility. Yeah, less. Uh, Maybe some know. money. What are the Russians paying him? Yeah, less risk uh, hanging over his head. Um, details of his espionage really haven't been revealed, so so he's just a just a bad guy. But you know, sometimes the bad guys win. <laughs> sometimes, some everybody plays the fool. That's true. Uh, but yeah, congrats to Wilson on, on winning the party. I'm interested to see where it goes with him. Yeah, hopefully this this actor keeps up his phenomenal chops because he's really knocking it out of the park with it, this dud. And you almost wonder too, because uh, was it Gateskill was one of the people in between? 
you wonder if they skipped over some of these prime ministers because maybe Peter Morgan didn't think there was any interesting drama to mine there exactly or something. Uh, Probably that makes sense. Yeah, it's just odd to it's just trying it's trying to put ourselves in this mind of like why would you make that t- or where would you make that time jump and why exactly. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Crown season three, we're on it. We're in it. We are yeah. living in it. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on, Dave? What is going on with Rey Mysterio? Well, before we touch on that, we oh. should touch on something that we touched on last week. Just a b- friendly reminder. Well, we, you didn't. I did. Okay. Patreon is coming back in November. Oh, that's right. Yeah, apologies. I wasn't on the podcast last week. I had a crazy busy week uh, because we ran, we ran an old episode. But yeah, we, we are ready to serve you bonus episodes if you are so willing to pay an, a nominal fee for that <laughs> yeah and we say it all the time one month entry regardless of your downstairs to your upstairs i'm not going to explain it if you really want to know how our patreon works listen to the first three minutes of last week's episode mm-hmm. but one dollar gets you lifetime entry to the the lords of grantham lounge on facebook which is pretty hopping sometimes yeah i say we get just like downton abbey sometimes there's some lulls because there's not much to talk about but we get Sometimes there's some real active conversations going on there, and the more people, the merrier. It's a very lively community when it wants to be. Yeah. So. And again, the five dollar a month tier gets you not just the current month, but the entire backlog. So if you want to jump on for one month and you like the dirty dancing in the Star Wars one that we put up earlier, I believe last year, we have a few more. We have a couple more that are lengthy and interesting, and we take your feedback for. You know, we use the Lords of Grantham Lounge as a litmus test for what we should be doing in these bonus episodes. So, yeah. you want to have a say? Jump in. It's cheap. And also, we're very amenable to taking suggestions of things you'd like us to watch and or talk about and discuss. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we don't do it for ourselves. I mean, no, we submit ourselves to things that we don't want to watch sometimes. That's true. So, I mean, we did it for most of the Crown season one. It was pretty begrudging hey, at that point with the coronavirus out. and the uh, all that stuff. Yeah. So. Anyways, that's that. The Patreon is is coming back, baby. Yeah, jump on. It's going to be fun. I th- I'm excited about round two, wave two. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm hyped too. Uh, we got to get to uh, recording for that. Yeah, and just know that uh, you know we're not squeezing people for money because all wow. we use <laughs> this money for is to pay our web space. Yeah, and keep this thing going. Yeah, so that's all. You know, we're not saying give us a million dollars so we can you know profit. We don't. We don't. We just want to. We we don't want to be in the red. We want to be on the blank. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. So but what's what's going on with the uh, Ray Mysterio? Tell me, Dave. I've not old checked. I, I've not. I didn't check what happened last what night. Do you but mean? To clarify, I didn't. I didn't watch <laughs> or, or Monday night. Well, I'll, I'll assume because this month for listeners who don't pay attention is Hell in a Cell uh, for WWE, which is mm-hmm. when everything comes to a head for for storylines that <laughs> have gone very violent. <laughs> and the one with Rey Mysterio currently has has been pretty violent for for a moment now. Oh, I, I know uh, what's his name. Seth Rollins beat up Buddy Murphy because we found out that it's not a it's it's not necessarily a question of paternity. Mm-hmm. It's a question of Seth Rollins's underling has been texting with Rey Mysterio's daughter, and she may be pregnant. Or I'm not sure. Oh boy, oh boy. But yeah. I w- I was too caught up. There's another bad wrestling angle called this group called Retribution. That's the only thing I'm curious about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and Rey Mysterio. Well, I, you know, we'll just have to see where that that goes, and we'll, we'll keep you listeners <laughs> updated on all yeah. things Rey Mysterio as, as they as they come along. Um, indeed, indeed. He's just a man who wants to raise his family just right. Yeah, we dress him and drape them in Gucci and Prada and all these. <laughs> Supreme, all these labels that we'll never be able to afford. Yeah. Uh, and in the meantime, Dave, is there anything else you've been watching? Uh, uh, just uh, nothing new. I don't think this week. Just uh, the boys and uh, Lovecraft Country and all. And Ray Donovan. Those are my three. There you go. What about you? Uh, I listeners of the podcast know I've been watching Sex and the City for a while, and I recently completed my journey by watching Sex and the City two, the movie. Oh boy! Oh my God! <laughs> that is it is one of the most just awful, xenophobic, racist p- 
pieces of mainstream media I have ever seen. And I say that as someone who's watched WWE for years. It is one of the most racist things I have ever seen committed to just film for mainstream wow. audiences. It is horrible and horrid. I, I, they, they spend a lot of time in Abu Dhabi and it's just a lot of time poking fun at the culture, mocking the culture, also from the lens of like, oh, I don't know what's going on there exactly, but not really bothering to, to learn about it. The only person who does is... Uh, Miranda and she learned so much about it it's almost borderline her appropriating it at some points it has totally earned its reputation as being an awful movie and if you like Sex and City and never seen it don't ever watch it <laughs> just don't it's terrible it doesn't advance any of the storylines or anything it's just straight up bad <laughs> alright good to know it, well, I, I wasn't planning on watching any of it so it's there's that podcast worst idea ever where they watch the same movie every week for a year and Sex and City 2 is one of the movies that they did for an entire year. I cannot imagine that. That would be pure torture. Um, do they make money off of it? They, they I, make more than 30 bucks a month. They make more than Patreon. us. Yeah, that, they're pretty popular, <laughs> I think. I think the, the show also wrapped up to its run. But anyways, that's what we've been watching. And uh, we got more crowd in the future for us. That's true. So until then, though, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Email us at lordsgrantham at gmail.com. And Dave, where can they buy merch? tpublic.com. It's a pinned tweet on our Twitter. Mm-hmm. So until then, you can also leave a five-star review, if you so choose, or just a positive review on iTunes. Yeah, tell a friend. Yeah, tell a friend. We appreciate and it. Sign up for sign up for Patreon. Dollar a month, that's 12 bucks a year. That's like not even a ticket to the movies. Not that you go to, And you don't go to the movies anymore because they're closed. Exactly. Or they're not closed, but they're unsafe. And if you're buying VOD, you're probably saving money because you're not taking the whole family, right? Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Hook, hook your boys up. Yeah. So do that and, and let us know. You enjoying The Crown, too? Do you, you like this new cast? Mm-hmm. We want to know. And we'll catch you next time on the Lord's Grant the Podcast. All right.